I go to bat for Creed. I go to bat for Creed too. Yeah. I don't know if I go to bat for Nickelback. Yeah, I don't know if I can do that. But Creed Creed has some bangers. Um, I think, I mean, well, the only good, like, it's not even a Nickelback song. It's like a Chad Kroger song, but the song from the Spider-Man soundtrack. Oh, Hero? Major. That song's really good. It's so good. And out came talk. 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 <laughs> Hi. Hello. Hello, hello, howdy, howdy. Hi, 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 howdy, howdy, hi, hi. While everyone is minus, you can be multiply. Um, Wait, what's that from? Isn't that the, the Shamir song? Oh, yeah. Hi, 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 howdy, hi, howdy, hi, hi. You know what? Now that is a forgotten queer classic album. Yes. What a mm-hmm. great album. That you could tell Shamir hated doing it in the middle of doing it. It's almost more iconic that they yeah. hate it so much. It's so good. Like, I love that. Shamir, it's if you're listening, I know you hate it, and it makes it even better to me that you hate it so much. It's... That album's great. Yeah. That, like that, that, that one such... song where it's like, it's time yeah. to call it up. It's like yeah. the most... I feel like... So if Washed Out's music is, like, to me, like, the perfect early 2010s album to describe what was going on at that time, Shamir, for me, is the perfect mid-2010s album. Yes. Oh, it's – that is the very epitome of <clears throat> of 2.30 p.m. South by music. Yeah, absolutely. You're, like, walking past Mohawk, and you hear, it's time. And you're like, oh, hell, I'll come in here, get 17 free drinks, and then drive home. It's so crazy, like, going to other festivals – uh, and it's like so expensive, and then like South by is literally just like free. <laughs> People just give you money. You just like walk out here, just from handing you cash. They're like, "We'll give you five hundred dollars if you listen to one song by this band we got." Please, <laughs> please come to the Wet Leg Show, please. Oh yeah. Oh, you know that if South did South by happen this year? South by did, and Wet oh, Leg yeah. was was the gag at uh, South by this year. Oh yeah, I was about to say like Wet Leg to me is like, I'm almost like glad I don't live in Austin during Wet Legs time because <laughs> oh, you know. It's, I'm sure it's like unbearable. Like I'm it's, sure everyone's like, what long? Like everyone is like the two the two artists that are taking Austin by storm right now, Wetlag and Charlie Crockett. I don't know who Charlie Crockett is. Charlie Crockett's like an alt country. He's straight Orville Peck. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> so country. Which, yeah, it's country. <laughs> when When will we have the conversation about Orville Peck? Oh, I've been having it. I don't have any shame. Okay. I don't get it. And I don't think it's that good. And I don't understand why people like it. I love the aesthetic. I love the idea. The music's not The music's not there. You know what's funny? I feel like I know more straight people that like Orville Peck than gay people. 100%. 100%. And I feel like they feel like good about themselves for liking mm-hmm. Orville Peck. Like, I feel like they go out of their way to tell me. Like, oh, you know like, who, you're like, you know who I like, Kirk? And I'm like, who? And they're like, have you heard of like Orville Peck? He's a... <laughs> and they almost say it, but they go, he's a... He, um, he makes country... He makes like really good country music. He's, you know, he's gay, but he makes like really good country music. Like, it's yeah. like... It, it's and I'm like, legit. have you listened to Perfume Genius? They're like, um, I've heard of him. I'm like, that's gay music. That's gay country music. <laughs> that's gay. Described by Perfume Genius as gay country mm-hmm. music. <laughs> can, I can hear even McIntyre sing Describe. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
the whole ambient ending too. <laughs> with her just vocalizing. Can you describe him for me? Can oh my god. I would love that. <laughs> just wait anyway. here for me. Uh, what the fuck is this show? Uh, hi, welcome to Straight People Movies. It's a podcast where we two gays get together, talk about a movie straight people fucking love, and we ask the question, why? Why? We ask the question, who framed Roger Rabbit? <laughs> That's the, the answer is me. <laughs> and I'll fucking do it again. And I would do it again. In a heartbeat. I'm a hussy. <laughs> I, feel like, I don't know if they said the word hussy in this movie, but it feels like they did. Oh, yeah, this is definitely a hussy movie. <laughs> I wish Mickey Mouse said hussy. Oh, my God. I wish I could do a Mickey voice and say hussy. Oh, yeah, in this no, voice. we're not doing a Mickey voice. No. Yeah, no, no, we're not doing that. That's a straight people do, thing. We don't that's do that. A straight people. Impressions are straight. <laughs> impressions are straight. <laughs> I only do impressions in my own voice of monologues that women gave in leading actress performances in the 90s. <laughs> like, it's like I can do Annette Benning in American Beauty, but I don't change my voice. I just do it in my own voice. That's like in my, it's so embarrassing every time I talk about improv, but when I talk about, talk about improv for a second, but I famously can't do accents ever. So if any, so if people know that about me when they're doing improv with me, they'll like try to make me do an accent. So like, they here's my that. Swedish cousin visiting from, yeah. and you're like, fuck. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, uh, 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 hi. And I just revert to talking. And you just sound me. like a, you sound like a faggot. Yeah. I just sound like a faggot. <laughs> you just like faggot up even more. <laughs> yes, I am from Sweden. I love ABBA. And it's just like, I, <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <sighs> but yes, uh, movies. Yeah. The movies. The movies. The movies. The movies. Um, I like a mid Atlantic kind of act. This is a real mid Atlantic movie, even though it takes uh, place in LA. It's, it's a, it a, a place in LA, but people are still moving there from the mid Atlantic mm-hmm. to get to the movie business. Yeah. Look, they filmed all those movies with a talk like that in Los Angeles, so it makes sense. Uh, yeah, it's really funny, like, because living here, I get to hear, like, a real Los Angeles accent. Not often, because, you know, most people hear transplants. But, like, yeah. like, a Valley Girl accent, like, that really is, like, the most recognizable, like, L.A. accent. Like, like you know how, like, Rose McGowan talks? Yeah. <laughs> I can tell that someone is from L.A. if they talk like her. <laughs> They're like, yeah, it's kind of like... I do this thing um, <laughs> where I make jewelry on the side, and it kind of just like I don't know became a business. My jewelry brand's called Everly Well. Yes, very that, <laughs> and um, and I love it. And I wish I was one of them. Uh, yeah, I wish I was a goop God, girl. Same. I wish I was a goop girl, and then I grew up in LA, and like <sighs> just. I did. wish I could was one of those people that would shame you about eating seed oils. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Dream, dream life. I want to be the kind of girl that like sees you at a party, sees that you're going through something, and gives you like the correct crystal that you need to like mm-hmm. get over this hump. Oh, this lapis lazuli over your third eye, it's going to clear that right up. Yeah, like literally. And I'm just like, that boy you're thinking about right now, wait till next Tuesday. You'll get your answer. <laughs> <laughs> like, I want to be that girl so bad. God. But I'm a pessimist and a. a like a, a white man. So it's just like, you know, got a lot of things. I have to um, get dreads. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, that's the yeah. only path for me. And I don't know if long hair would look good on you. No, it wouldn't. I'm a short no. hair boy. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, I, got, I have masculine features. It's just like, yeah. you gotta, you gotta show off what you got. You gotta, yeah. You gotta frame that shit. <sighs> you gotta frame it. Anyway. Yeah. Oh, I'm Kirk Van Sickle. <laughs> I'm Dylan Garcia. And uh, yeah, clearly we, you know, we're, we really want to <laughs> talk we about would... movies today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
When are we just going to make up? When's our podcast just going to fully still be called Street Bubble Movies, but we just kind of talk for an hour? It's like it's like on its way there. It's it's about halfway there. (laughs) Yeah, we're like we'll talk about the movie for five minutes and then go back into talking about how we want to be Goop Girls. Yeah, it's going to be 2023 is the year I think for that to happen. So stay tuned. It'll be like whenever like TLC went from the Learning Channel to TLC. It's like an acronym that doesn't really mean anything. We'll just go from Straight Cool Movies to SPM. Yeah, we'll just call it SPM. SPM, and it's just like, yeah, it doesn't have It'll to be like, with Straight Movies. Where you can listen to your two gay best friends that you don't actually know talk. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Which honestly sounds kind of lit. Like, I mean. It does. I don't hate it. When are we starting? We can't start our music podcast. Our music podcast would have no listeners because our episodes would be like, like, Today we're going to talk about Liar's self-titled 2006 <laughs> album. Yeah. Today I mean, we're going to talk about Kylie Minogue's Impossible Princess. It's finally on vinyl. Did you cop it? Um, I saw that it was on Amazon and I'm like really trying not to use Amazon anymore. Yeah. So I'm going to like wait. Yeah. I'm going to wait. I feel like, you know what shop. I did miss out on though? I'm a big Sugar Babes fan, uh, mm-hmm. even though I'm not from the UK. Shout out to our UK listener. Um... And um, I, like, missed the opportunity to get that online oh, also. No. I kind of did fuck that up. So, because, like, these pop albums from that era, like, they, like, they get, like, a Urban Outfitters exclusive, like, mm-hmm. and then, like, then That's it's, like, it. going for $600 on Discogs, yeah. like, a month, like, a month later. I just fucking bought an RXK Nephew album, and I didn't realize, he did, literally, we're going to stop recording so I can watch you listen to American Terrorist for the first time. And for any of our listeners who haven't listened to American Terrorist, go listen to it right this second. Stop the oh, pod God. and go listen to okay. it. Okay. So it's, I'm like literally, we're doing this. This is. Oh, God, event. no. I, I have shit to do. Okay. Uh, but okay. I want you to listen to it after. Okay. So we're going to pretend like I just listened to it. Yes. And you're going to go, oh, my God, I'm good. I'm gagged. But I just bought it and I didn't realize that it was only a pressing of 500 and it's already going for like over 120 on Discord. Oh, wow. And I was like, it's, I was on it's early. It's really funny how records work like that because it's like we found Sophie's like Lemonade and Hard single at Amoeba mm-hmm. for like $18 and everyone was like gooped and gagged that we had it, but it's like for $18 on Discogs and I'm like, yeah, you can, can like cop this like really easily. It's not hard. Yeah, I <laughs> bought it. I was so pissed because like, I pre-ordered it whenever it came out and uh then I found it at Waterloo like a week later. And I was right. Like, like it's like you think, me? but I think it's because gays are trained to think that anything that's queer is going to be really hard to get on vinyl. Cause it's, mm-hmm. it is Yeah. like, I'm not a picture disc girl. So like Same. I constantly see like Christina Aguilera's like first album, like Britney Spears is like, oops, I did it again. And I'm like, I'm not going to get this on picture disc. I'm sorry. No. I'm just like not, but like the was... moment that there's like a cute, like red vinyl of it, that shit's gone in like five seconds. Mm-hmm. That's the thing with fucking Reputation, like my favorite Taylor Swift album. Well, not really, but just to make Jesus mad. Um, I love you, Jesus. Uh, but the only easily buyable version is a picture disc of it. Like there's one orange edition, but it was like on Big Machine's website only, and it goes for like $1,200. Yeah, it's fucking insane. It's so fucking And stupid. it sucks. And like, I know you have Love Angel Music Baby on vinyl, right? Yes. I fucking hate you. I, we tried to cop that shit on UO.com and that shit sold out so fast. Oh no. Sorry. It's just so hard. It's hard. They like really, like really just be feeding us crumbs. I know. It's, it's terrible. But you know what is harder? Being a tune. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, uh, it's so hard. You're like. (laughs) A slave to the machine, you're, you know, you don't even have control over your own town, you, 
like get framed for murder, mm-hmm. uh, even though there's only one bad tune ever. Yeah. Um, apparently, it's just one guy who kills just one people bad tune by throwing things on their heads, <laughs> dropping things on their heads, um, um, pianos and bricks, bricks, acne bricks. <laughs> what did yes. we watch today? We watched Who Framed Roger Rabbit, bitch. Yes, ma'am. What a perfect I mean, film. I mean, yeah, like what, like what's there to say? <laughs> That's you know, why we're like, talking about other shit because it's like. What do you say about Who Framed Roger Rabbit? It's good. It's perfect. perfect. (laughs) I mean, I will say that this could be a fun opportunity to continue our discussion of, like, big, because it's, like, this is another kind of movie that doesn't get made anymore. Or when it does, it's bad. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it's, like, like big was a fantasy-adjacent movie set in the real world. This is a live-action cartoon mixture. And I feel like outside of, like, the Bad Space Jam sequel and, like, I guess Chip and Dale, which was, like, you know, yeah. people liked that, but I don't think anyone really wants to see it. Um, yeah, oh, no, like it sucks. I saw it. We'll talk about it later. Okay, but it's like no one really like talks about, like, no, like these movies. It's crazy to think that this movie did so well, and then like I don't like how many of their movies were like this in the nineties. Nice. Were there a lot of these? I mean, they took all the wrong lessons away from it. Here, let's do our little intro. Yeah, because like, we, we need to we need like jump right in because it's like I actually think the more interesting discussion is not about the film; it's about what the film did. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Like herstory. Herstory. Yeah. So all you little Toastery. animated Disney girls out there, get ready. Yeah. Um, so in honor of the upcoming Pinocchio, we're talking about the 1988 Robert Zemeckis film, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, starring Bob Hoskins. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Christopher Lloyd and all of your favorite Disney Warner Brothers characters, plus just other random made-up ones for the movie. Yeah. And uh, basically the plot of the movie is a private investigator who hates tunes must help exonerate one before evil forces threaten to exterminate all tunes in order to build a freeway. Which, by the way, is true. Like, yes. not the tunes part, obviously, but, like, the Allegory. freeway parts. Like, yeah. the red car. Where, yeah, like, all that's real. That's, like, LA. Mm-hmm. Like, I know that because yeah. I, like, live here now. Like, I didn't like yeah. all that history LA. Um, you took your LA history class? Oh, and Bob Hoskins can weirdly get it in this movie. He's, like, kind of yeah, hot in it. it. He's kind of like, hot. Like, what the this fuck? Movie. When he had his shirt it's... off, I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. When he was in his boxers, I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just miss when movies let dudes look like that. I do, too. And we brought this up several times, but I will I will bang it on the way home. Where are the Richard Dreyfuses? Where are the Billy mm-hmm. Crystals? Where are the Bob Hoskins? Mm-hmm. I swear, like, for some reason, when I think of, like, little baby Kirk, like, having, like, weird, like, little crushes that he didn't understand because, hello, faggot, you know? <laughs> it was, like, on <laughs> these kinds of men, like, not hot ones. No. <laughs> like, I wasn't gagging for Brad Pitt when I was nine. I was like, I want Bob Hoskins to, like, be my dad. Like, I, I, think, want, like, yes, like, I want Robin Williams to. to yes. Yeah. Yes. Robin motherfucking Ooh. Williams. Girl. Girl, bitch. Don't even talk about Mr. Robin. <laughs> like. Something about those hairy knuckles just really like <laughs> I don't know what it was. I just wanted my men to be like just the hairiest was, man. Like like looked like they were forty when they were twenty five. Like that. Like Steve Martin. Yes. Mm, we, we talk about Steve Martin. Oh before, Steve. Oh Steven. Ooh. Oh my god. But yeah, I miss it when ugly dudes led films. That like and it's like David Cronenberg used to be the king of that, and now he casts like Robert Pattinson, which is like mm-hmm. serve, but it's also kind of like. I kind of miss when it was like you just like found like a random ugly like Jack Nicholson knockoff. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I love yeah. it. I think it's hot. I think they're hot. And this movie is that for me. But for children, I suppose. Yes. <laughs> is this movie for children? I don't know. I, I don't, don't think, think it so. Is. I don't but think... I liked it as a child. I don't Hearing 
Mickey Mouse say you're going to get killed is real weird. <laughs> it was really eerie. And I would say the eeriest part of this film is after Christopher Lloyd's character, spoiler, dies and is actually a tune. And he's like a dip crush. He's like flat. Yeah. He's Ugh. covered in dip. And all the tunes come out and just like gather around it. And they're like, woohoo, yeah. <laughs> She's gone. And I was just like, this is like kind of freaking me out a little bit. Yeah. And I actually remember as a child that the whole like reveal and like the dip and all that stuff like really freaked me out as mm. a child. And I'm still terrified of large warehouses to this day because of it. Yes. I mean, what is it with the 80s and large warehouses? Because what this, is and also it? Raiders has a very the the ending scene of Raiders is so terrifying. Yeah, because it's like you could just be locked up in a crate and no one will ever find Girl, you. Girl, it's so funny like how children's minds work because it's like yes, a visual stuff freaked me out as a child, like Snow White, the eyes, the trees. Yes, mm-hmm. Mama, terrifying. But what really freaked me out were like situations that I was like not prepared to like think about as a child, like. <laughs> Like, you mentioned, like, being stuck in that cave forever. There's a scene in Hook, Mama, where a pirate gets locked inside, like, a crate. And they no. put, like, scorpions and stuff in there. And I remember no. just thinking, Mama, like, Mm-mm. that's scary. Like, I don't want to die like that. No. Just drown uh, me like a normal child, you know? <laughs> in cut the bathtub. Cut that out. Cut that out. <laughs> uh, it's like whenever I, I saw 3,000 Years of Longing this weekend. Yeah, I heard it was mid. It's boring uh but he's like i mean it is like magical and shit but it just all was like yeah i was put in a bottle and then thrown to the bottom of the sea for 1500 years i'm like oh i would and he's like jens can't sleep and i was like oh so you're just awake for 1500 years and yeah no that fucking no. sucks yeah and that's that. the thing about fantasy movies is they just throw shit in that like they're like that for some reason in real life if i'm watching someone be like i don't know tortured and killed i'm like i could like i mean it would suck but i could like i guess i would like do it but I'm like being stuck in a genie bottle for 1,500 years. No, man. No, that's cre- that creeps me out. I don't want to. Absolutely it. not. Anyway, this movie has plenty of those kinds of moments in it, and you're just kind of <laughs> like, like, can we talk about how the opening sequence is actually like really? Um, it's like it's like really stressful to watch. Yeah. Um, were all cartoons like that when we were children? And I just didn't like. I had no sense of danger. I think it's just like I think they definitely like played it up, but it definitely feels like a Tom and Jerry shit. Yeah, were there knives in Tom and Jerry? I feel like I've seen that like image of like, you know, the knives like the, like, like, going all around them, like kind of. Brrr, yep. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah, I literally because I've had such a bad week. I literally like the sequence where like the baby was like turning on all the, like the fire and like the sink and like doing all the crazy shit. I remember thinking in my head like, what Roger's dealing with right now is so much worse than what I'm dealing with right now. So I need to like <laughs> relax. <laughs> That is how far gone I am, girl. <laughs> Roger Rabbit, like, gave me comfort. <laughs> you're laying in bed, and you're like, I may have had a terrible day at work, 14 hours there, but at least I'm not chasing a baby through a kitchen while it yeah. sets it on fire, and I'm yeah. stuck in a dishwasher. Yep. I'm like, worse things happen every day, you know? Although I want to be inside of a dishwasher. Like, how does it work? As a child, I had, like, weird fantasies about, like, crawling into, like, the dishwasher or, like, the washing machine and just, like, being in there. Oh, my God. Not thinking about how be, hot that water is. Uh, it'd be so hot, but, like, I t- if I could, like, have a scuba gear or something, I would love to be in a giant washer. Me, too. I actually like – I'm a weirdo. I like being in enclosed spaces. Yeah. Like, I'm not claustrophobic at all. Like, I feel like I'm, like, almost find it more comforting. Like, I'm very much, like, a womb girl. Like, I'm, like, put me back in the womb. <laughs> 
<laughs> like, is there room for me in here, girl? Yeah, like straight up. Oh, um, have you ever done a uh, what? You, what do you call those things? Uh, deprivation tank. De- yeah, like, like I isolation want to. tank. There's one behind my house. I've never done one. Though. Oh, I love it. I did it once. And you like lay in saline solution, so you just kind of float like you're in a Bjork music video. Major. And you just like I like they gave me like a choice between music and waves crashing and silence, and I chose waves crashing. Yeah. I could have done silence. I literally was like, wow, like this is like I, I don't think my brain has stopped like that since and before. Like I literally was like, wow, this is like what meditation is. I guess I because I've I never it. successfully it. done it. It's amazing. It. You should do it if you love being in closed dark spaces and it makes you feel good. Like. Although, like, I recently, I've been getting uh, a lot of MRIs recently because I'm doing a brain study, and um, I was, like, totally fine with my MRI, first MRI, and I was doing it, and then they are like, okay, we're going to run some tests, and so here's this, like, controller, and we're going to, I had this, like, mask over my face that had, like, mirrors over my eyes so I could see a screen outside of it. Weird. It was very... Oh, it's about to get real, uh, real bleak and shit. Uh, it was, but yeah, I had this mask on my face that had a mirror so I could see at, like a TV screen outside the hole of the thing. So I'm not only stuck in the MRI, but my face is stuck too. So like I can't move. Oh no. Yeah. And then they're like, okay, so press button number one when you see a circle and button number two when you see anything else. And I was like, okay, cool. And so they started flashing these images and it was like a circle, a triangle. A square, waves crashing, a baby laughing, sunflowers, a person flayed alive, a toaster, a car crash, someone getting their eyes poked at. Like, it was like all these like violent images. And I'm like, why are you showing me this? I can't escape. And like, that was like the closest like torture I've ever had. And I was like, oh, I'm being subjected to all of these like violent images. What if you got out of that machine and you were like, Okay, that was interesting. Um, I was like not expecting to see like those violent images in there. What was that all about? And they're like, "What are you talking about? We just oh showed God, you I... circles and triangles." I would have immediately killed myself. <laughs> <laughs> immediately, like, "Oh, I'm hallucinating this shit now." Bye. <laughs> Bye. Yikes. Yeah, it was I just wouldn't have asked. I was like, "I wouldn't want to know." Yeah, they were like, "How was it?" And I was like, "Oh, it's okay." <laughs> <laughs> like it was like a little traumatizing, but like I'll be fine. I did through worse. <laughs> it was like y'all have my my records. You know exactly what I did at Facebook, right? Uh huh. Uh huh. Um, but who framed Roger Rabbit? Because we are forty minutes into this recording, we have okay. Yeah, we gotta talk about this. We gotta wrap. Let's just skip to the end. No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, uh, this movie is fucking cruel. It's incredible. We like it's so good. It's so cool that like I know now. It's so funny that like. Roger Rabbit is awesome because it's like there's Daffy Duck and Donald Duck next to each other. And it's like crazy to see that. But then you see something like Ready Player One or anything like that. that Does the same Space Jam does the same thing. And it's like the worst thing in the entire world. It feels so corporate and evil. Yeah, it's so funny because like, you know, reading about this movie, it's like corporate, corporate. This was all very Mm -hmm. corporate. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it doesn't feel like that at all. Because it feels like its own because it's a good idea. Yeah. And also the 80s were like obsessed with the 40s. So it's mm-hmm. like it just all like it just hits right. And it's what it, you know what it really makes this movie work is it's a little dark. Yeah. You know, we were just talking about like the creepy, eerie parts that made us go kind of like, like, but like, I honestly think that's what makes the movie stand out to me. It's like, it's very funny and like whimsical and all the things that you want from like a live action cartoon mix. Mm-hmm. But it's also kind of like a weirdly serious movie. 
Yeah. I mean, he, he, there's alcoholism involved. There's like adultery. There's yeah. Murder. I can't believe that there's a movie on Disney Plus where the main character is an alcoholic. I know. It's crazy. And there's like so many guns in this movie, real both real ones and cartoon ones. But like, even the violence is a lot of it is cartoon. It does like feel real. And yeah. like, that's another thing about the movie is like, I don't know how the fuck they did any of it. Oh, I was reading it and my eyes glazed over. I was it's like, like, early motion capture technology. It's, it's incredible. Like, it's like when you watch them, like, like this is so watching it look, feels so real and cool. Cause it like, it is real and cool. But like where you watch like, you know, Marvel and this argument has made a hundred times where like everything feels so plastic and artificial. Cause it's cheaper this, to make. Cause it's cheaper to make. But like this looks like it took so much effort. Yeah, I loved reading about how a lot of directors turned it down because they were like, nah. Yeah. Sounds like too much work. This is probably what set Robert Zemeckis off of his like crazy well no, because he was already doing like uh Back to the Future, stuff like that, but he's like the perfect director for this because he's like obsessed with technology more than he is with movies. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Have you seen his abhorrent a Christmas Carol? Oh, it's awful. Oh with Jim God. Carrey? Oh yeah. Terrible. Ooh. Terrible. Ooh. And it's always on fucking TV now. I don't know. I don't like that it's becoming a standard. I hate no, that. No, Muppet Christmas Carol should be the standard Christmas Carol movie for That's children. The one. Mm-hmm. That's the one, Mama. Hello, uh, Mr. Humbug. Hello, Mr. Grimm. <laughs> I might Apparently, not be a Disney gay, but I'm a Muppet gay. <laughs> you're, oh, but, do you follow Miss Piggy on Twitter? No, but I should because I saw something get like posted today with her like with pearls on. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, bitch. Yeah. Oh, she was like, I don't wear a string of pearls. I wear a lasso. Yes. yes. Oh, my God. She's such an icon. <laughs> it's so good. It's, it's so, so good. funny because I feel like as a child, like I was like, I feel like people saw me as like a Gonzo or a Rizzo. But inside, I miss Piggy for <sighs> sure. Yes. And every little gay boy is a little Miss Piggy mm-hmm. ready to come out. <sighs> I love it. Uh, just you know that Tim Curry originally uh, was auditioned for the role of Judge Doom, but was rejected because producers found him too terrifying. I mean, I think that's that's real. So yeah. here's the thing about Tim Curry: Have you seen Legend Girl? Uh, he that's where he's the big devil, right? He's like a li- he's like literally Satan in it. Yeah, he's so scary in that movie. And Imagine. as a child, we used to watch this really bad Disney version of the Three Musketeers. Actually, I think it was called the Four Musketeers, and it had Chris O'Donnell in it and Oliver Platt. Oh, boy. I know. Kiefer Sutherland. I'm just going to name a bunch of 90s names. Um, but he was the villain in it. He played, like, the Cardinal or whatever. And he's, like, fucking horrifying. It. This is, like, a PG-rated movie. It's like, Tim, you didn't need to do that. Like, no. it's so, like, take it back a notch. Like, I'm eight. I'm eight. <laughs> like, I can't handle that. I think Christopher Lloyd is fucking scary in this movie, especially I do like, too. Those the eyes, reveal. Bitch. Yeah, the eyes are so terrifying. No, mama. No, uh-uh. mom. But you no. know who's so cute and I love and I would be best friends with? Roger. Who? I would be best friends. I feel like we get along. I love Roger. Me too. He's such a great character. Where is he? Honestly, I think is it's it better? Is it better this way? I think so. Just I think like, don't destroy the, the legacy. Look, some people only have, you know, one good movie in them. Some people, not everyone could be Bjork. He's like Bjork and Dancer in the Dark of cartoon performances. <laughs> they are, they do go through, they both go through the ringer in this. Uh, yeah. Although only one happy ending. I think we should talk about, like, because so this movie was kind of talked about as bringing back Disney animation. Which is crazy. I didn't know that yeah. until we, I looked it up on Wiki 10 minutes before we started recording. Yeah, same. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, cra- 
<laughs> it's crazy because if you look at the Disney filmography, they do have like their animated stuff. It does kind of. You think it's all classics, all bop after bop after bop into like the seventies. No, it falls off in the eighties. It falls off. It falls off in the forties too. So it's like Snow White, Pinocchio, Fantasia, Dumbo, Bambi are the first. The banger, banger, banger. I mean, banger, we're banger. talking slay, 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 slay. And then it's two, and then it's Saludos Amigos and Three Caballeros. Which I, I love the Three Caballeros. Me too. That would be so good. I like the little parrot. <sighs> Jesus, sir. But then it's like a bunch of flop stuff, like mine, make mine music, fun and fancy free, melody time, the adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad, all these flops in the 40s. And then Cinderella, Alice in Wonderland, Peter Pan, Lady in the Tramp, Sleeping Beauty, 101 Dalmatians, Sword in the Stone, Jungle Book, Aristocats, Robin Hood. And then... Slay, 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 slay. And then it's the 70s. And then you get to the many adventures of Winnie the Pooh, which people like. I like that movie. The Rescuers, The Fox and the Hound, The Black Cauldron, The Great Mouse Detective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like I like The Great Mouse Detective and like all the like other mouse ones that no one cares about. But like... I. Are, are the true gay Disney movies, like I know Disney gays are going to come for me because they're like, they're all gay. But are the true gay ones like The Great Mouse Detective because it's like no one likes it? <laughs> it's, yeah, it's gay because it's bad. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I feel like that's kind of our definition. It's, it's gay, Yeah, it, it's gay in the Hillary Duff commercial way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But uh, you're right. It was kind of like, because right after Roger Rabbit, people started becoming interested in like, I guess a lot of children's movies in the 80s were live action. Mm -hmm. Like The Goonies comes to mind. Yeah, The Wizard. That's like early 90s. But yeah, it was a lot of like live action movies. And like cartoons were kind of like on their way out, I guess, in a way. Yeah. It's the same. It's weird because it's like in the 80s, both cartoons and video games like started high and then flopped like immediately. Like almost killed the industry. And then they come back in full form at the late 80s, early 90s. Yeah, and then then our and then we were born, and then we got like the real Disney classics. Mm-hmm. Because like, well, the Little Mermaid is the first of the modern yeah. Disney's, which like well, they, they were all. That's it. when they all became musicals. Because mm-hmm. I feel like the old ones, there's like songs, like Peter Pan. There's like a song or two. Yeah, and, like Robin Beauty, Hood has like a song or kind two. Of the I mean the Aristocrat Aristocats is musical. There's musical moments it, yeah, it's, it, in it old musical, Disney not... movies, but it doesn't feel like they're musicals. Yes. While The Little Mermaid is a musical. Yes. And they're uh, more poppy, I suppose, too, because, you know, a lot of the old Disney ones are a lot of, like, you know, choral. Yeah. <laughs> I like, like, <laughs> Very uh, Once Upon a Dream sort of thing. That's Very most... that. Very regal. Very that. Yeah. yeah, and it's like, and then like Little Mermaid, it's like, then it's like, these are pop songs, bitch. Like, it's mm-hmm. like, you know, like, I don't know, I'm not a Disney gay, what's how the song go? You're adding a little like beat to it. I'm adding some Bjork to it. But yeah, that's an acapella ballad. That's look at these things. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. But like, but yeah, I mean, I think so it's it, interesting because, like, I think this, the reactions to Who Framed Roger Rabbit were all, we took away all the wrong lessons, which are animated movies should come back <laughs> and th- we should make them for adults, but for also for children. But both of those things were kind of. Yeah, it's so weird. Like, what was the – I mean, it worked, so it's kind of weird because it's like, 
what made them see who who saw who framework robert and was like you know what we really should do take hans christian anderson's the little mermaid and make a musical disney princess movie I out know, of it. it's so weird and it, yeah and it's like we should do macbeth is macbeth or hamlet it's macbeth it's, no, hamlet. it's hamlet it's hamlet we should do hamlet but make it a musical it's like it's weird that that's the reaction that came out of it. Like, yeah. oh, this is so successful, so let's make them even... I guess it's... I can't I don't even get like, it. put into words. I don't get it. Where's the connection? Where is I, it? You know what? Maybe it's not... Re- it just said... Here, okay, here's the first line in the Wikipedia under legacy for Who Framed Roger Rabbit. The critical and commercial success of the film rekindled an interest in the golden age of American animation and sparked the modern animation scene as well as the Disney Renaissance. I'm going to click Disney Renaissance because I need to understand. Yeah, that's like Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast. Well, so I guess what happened is that like Walt Disney died in the 60s and that's kind of when shit started flopping a little bit. Mm -hmm. A little bit. I mean, there's still some classics in there, but we're not talking like Pinocchio and Dumbo levels of success, right? And then, oh, here they're talking about Don Bluth kind of started doing his own thing, right? Secret of Nim. That was not Disney. Also, his movies are sad. Um, let's see. Blah, 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 blah. Everything going poorly. But I'm not... Where... There's... Where's who for... Oh, here we go. Blah, 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 blah. Film was... Blah, blah, blah. I guess... I guess literally the only takeaway was, oh, this movie made a lot of money and it won three Academy Awards. We should start making more cartoons again. Yep. That's it. That's yeah, it. That was the, the takeaway. They didn't go, oh, it needs to be like live action and cartoons mixed together. Oh, it needs to be set in the 40s and star Bob Hoskins. It just yeah, was like no. cartoons. It needs to be groundbreaking. No, this needs to be cartoon again. No. Oh, you know um, who else influenced it? Apparently, Hayao Miyazaki did too. Like, apparently, like, oh. Disney oh, was yeah. a little like, oh, shit. Like, like, they were a little like, they're like, oh, he's doing something over there that's kind of cute. We should try okay. that. In Japan. Okay. They said, remember- oh, they said, they said dark adult themes, but. Make it really simple for children. Let's do it. I know it's so weird because like this movie has dark adult themes and like is dark adult themes in a, in children's movies the movie, but like no one has been able to do it as well as Hayao Miyazaki because like whenever you do try to do it in like an American context, you end up with like Shrek. Yeah, well, I think the problem is that like Americans just are incessantly need everything to be funny. Mm-hmm. They like they can't actually like be beautiful and whimsical. Also, Miyazaki's movies, like, I think the reason why children and adults like them is they don't, like, talk down to the children. No. Like, like Kiki's Delivery Service is a good example of, like, one of the more, like, children's ones. Like, it's like, Princess Mononoke is not for children. No. Um, But, like, Kiki's Delivery Service, it's, like, about, like, a little girl who, like, leaves home to go, like, be a witch. And she, like, she, like, she finds this very cute port town and is, like, runs errands. And she's, like, got to figure out how to have a job and shit. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and I feel like the movie's very like, yeah, like you can do that too. I mean, like maybe not like don't do it, but like you could if you set your mind to it. Yeah. You know, you get like, I feel like, I don't know. It's interesting because it's like the Little Mermaid in all the movies. When you think about it, like they're all adults. I mean, I guess like the Little Mermaid's probably like a teenager or something. Yeah. She's yeah, probably like 16, 17. And like Simba is young for like half the movie. Yeah, I'm trying to think of okay, like if we look at like the modern movies, kind of okay, Lilo and Stitch, child. I mean, her she has That's an older true. sister, but Treasure Planet, Bond doesn't count. Brother Bear, child. Home on the Range, I think that's about animals. 
Chicken Little, Child. Neither I was in Child. Okay, so child. maybe I'm maybe I'm not onto something here. I guess they all do still still star children. I just feel like Disney movies really. What was cool about this era, like the Aladdin, Little Mermaid era, is that there's like funny side characters and stuff like that. But yeah. I actually say the movies are like fairly. Like, serious. Like, you can yeah, see no, the Miyazaki all, vibes. Those do star adults, though. Like, Beauty and the Beast, she's an adult. Like, the Lion King. Aladdin is an adult. Uh, yeah. Lion King. I guess all the ones we grew up with, like, the 90s era, were mostly, yeah. like, their teenagers are adults. Um, yeah. Whereas now, it's like the only adults are really, like, Frozen and, like, Wreck-It Ralph. But look what happened. People love Frozen, bitch. Mm-hmm. I don't get it. I watched it when it first came out, and I was like, oh, this is cute. It's cute. I mean, because, yeah, we're not, like... That music is so fucking good. <laughs> oh, I don't, I didn't pay attention to any of that. But like, yeah, I mean, I guess like Raya, she's like an adult too, but also flop. Yeah. Luca, children. Yeah. I guess it's a mix. So what is the through line? Like, I guess you can't really understand what a child likes and doesn't like. No. I mean, child, I mean, children like Paw Patrol. They like. Like, Pokemon I liked The shit. Master of Disguise and Spirited Away when I was 10. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. I didn't know the difference. I think it'd be good to, you know, have have both give a steady child, steady diet of media literacy for your child. Give them yeah. both Frozen and Spirited Away and Howl's What I'm going to do when I have a child, which is, so this is hypothetical because I'm probably not going to. But, like, if I did have a child... I'm gonna like I'm gonna like put a mic in front of their face and I'm gonna be like, what did you think of that? And they're gonna be like, it was good. And I'm gonna be like, why? Like, why was it good? And then Honestly, be like, a I like child the, movie podcast because I like the so colors. Good. And I'd be yeah. like, what about the colors did you like? Mm-hmm. What was so great about the colors? Like, I'm what gonna be like, I'm gonna make them hate movies. They're gonna be like, this is homework. I'm like, yeah, but you need to be literate in media. Damn it. I'm gonna be such a bad father. My child's oh. gonna be a football player. Just watch. <laughs> uh, well, speaking of children, why do straight people like this movie? <laughs> we're, we're an hour into recording. We did not. Yeah, whatever, girl. I'm I'm, I'm in a chaotic mood. I love. I feel Same. like people love the. They love y'all. Yeah. Love this, right? You love we're it. Having we're having a great chaotic. time. I don't even. I'm not even drinking right now, and I feel Dang. like I. I feel like I'm drunk. Um, <laughs> why do straight uh, people like this? Um, it's meta shit. There's yeah. They love that I mean, shit. Not, I mean, it's not like that, that meta, but like... It's a cool story, though. I mean, it's cool. It's a, I, I almost have a hard time saying it straight because I'm just kind of like, it's just so creative. Yeah. Like, sometimes <laughs> straight people do good. Yeah, sometimes you like, they have good out. ideas sometimes. Yeah, and this is one of them. You, you did it. Like, I the idea of, like, take like go back to the, like, golden age of Hollywood and be like, oh, yeah, and at that time, there was also, like, you know, Toontown, and there was, like, tunes and... Like, it's just a fun idea. Yeah, it's cool. I think this, th- we did a, a kind of uh, a unexpected, unplanned detective series just now. Oh, whoa. Did we? With, our, with Seven and oh. Vertigo oh. and Heat oh. and this. So this Ooh. is our, our month of detectives. See, that, that just shows did. how gay we are because we didn't even, you didn't, we didn't make that connection until just now. We didn't talk about the detective aspect of any of these movies. We were like beautiful <laughs> gowns, Jimmy Stewart's cock. Like, it's just like, <laughs> this is what the people came here for. Yeah, they, they want no... Uh, no analysis. Like if a straight if straight men were doing this podcast and they chose these movies, they'd be like, "What I really liked about this one is I they took like the noir elements of like a '30s noir and they really mixed it in with like a nice kind of like '80s aesthetic." Uh, but then there's but it's like Fincher's own. 
You know, it's just like all features <laughs> and vision. You know? And just like, it's, I, like, you know. Our famous thing, if we ever make t-shirts, which we won't, um, it would say we, d- we don't understand money or crime. No. And that's about crime. So that's why we didn't talk about it. It's because we don't understand it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like unfortunate because the number one thing I want to talk about, we can't until a certain section. Yeah. Unfortunate. Unfortunate. But I think... Uh, well, straight people love alcoholics. Straight people love alcoholics. Um, um, well, they also love something that's going to be in the gay section. Yes. Like a lot. They do. Oh, yeah. We'll get to her. Yeah. But I think straight people love things that are for kids that also adults can enjoy. Yeah, they love, love they love an inside joke. Love an inside joke. They love an inside joke. Although, what's funny about Who Framed Roger Rabbit is I feel like most of the inside jokes are about, like, Hollywood's history. Like, I'm like, this is, like, for heads. Like, yeah. like as someone that studied film, I'm like, oh, wow, I, like, get, like, a lot of these jokes. Like, but they're, like, about, like, Hollywood and, like, L.A. in the 40s. And it's, like, like, I, I don't feel like that, like, most people, like, gave a shit about any of that stuff. No. You know? Do you think it's just the mixing of all the different cartoons? Like, do you think people just get excited for a crossover? Yeah, I mean, that's the gag about fucking Ready Player One that people were so fucking excited about, where it's like, oh, fuck, it's the Iron Giant and Goku or whatever. And it's like, people love that shit whenever it's like, oh, IPs can put aside their differences and work together. And it's like, oh, it's so fucking bleak. See, do gays care about that? No. Well, you know what our version of that is? Like, feature her on a song. Yeah, it's Kylie Minogue featuring Jesse Ware. Yeah, it's it's um <laughs> it's Rina Sawayama and Charlie XCX. That's our mm-hmm. version. So yeah. I guess I got really excited when they announced a song together. So I guess mm-hmm. I can understand where street people are coming from. Yes. When Spider Man's in the same movie as like uh, another Spider Man. Mickey Mouse. Uh, <laughs> Is uh, there anything yeah. gay about this movie? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Miss Jessica Rabbit. Jessica Rabbit. Jessica. Miss Kathleen herself. I literally turned to my boyfriend during this movie and I said, like during her lounge performance, Incredible. I was like, it kind of makes me sad that I'll never understand what it feels like when women do things like that and not be like turned on by it. Like, it's like, what is it like to have a woman sing a song and not just be like, yes, bitch, <laughs> get it, ho. Like, I want to be just like you. Like, what's it like to be a man and just be like, oh. And, <laughs> and like pop a boner, I guess. Like, and what's, be like humming a humming a humming a. Because if a man go, go. did that, if a man was like that, I wouldn't. I'd be like, <laughs> what the fuck are you well, doing? Get off. And the it's stage. also like, <laughs> I feel like, like <laughs> when men express themselves like that, it's like not for other men. It's what usually like, like a male stripper is never for like the audience is never a man. Yeah, it's there's no like women. Winning. With men, yeah. is there? They are always the one that is like the one with the gaze, even if they're the one being gazed upon. Mm-hmm. So annoying. Yeah, the, the, yeah, the, the male gaze works both ways. And... Yeah, it's weird. So it's weird. It's weird. It's like the number one thing I think I feel left out by as a gay man is there's this whole culture of like hubbada, 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 you know, like that shit. Mm-hmm. That like, I mean, I'm sure is brought to like the nth degree in something like this because it's a fucking, you know, fun movie. But it's yeah. like, I'll never get that. I just want to be her. Like, I'm just like, I want to be on that stage doing that. And then, like, whenever, like, it's, like, a queer, like, striptease or everything like that, it's, like, it's intellectualized. 
Oh, totally. It's never like, like it's okay for like a person to pres- like. How do I say this? Does that sound like an asshole? But it's like, it's okay to enjoy the human body like that, like in a, in that context, whatever. Like to go to a strip club and to like enjoy the body, enjoy a person dancing in front of you sexually or whatever. Right. But that's the problem. That's the way we think about it. I know, but whenever like gay people do it, it's always like, I'm actually upending and upholding traditional ideas. And it's like, oh my God, just it's fucking like, okay. me horny. It's like, okay, Bruce LaBruce. <laughs> we get it. I was like, sometimes I just want to be horny in public. Yeah, and... it's tough. It's tough because it's like, there's no, maybe it's because there's never been a performative space where men, gay men, I guess specifically, can be sexy like that. Mm-hmm. It's like sexiness to us is like, cruising in a dark forest or like yeah <laughs> it's all very like dangerous you know what i mean yeah. there's not this like there's not this like divide there's not like a stage and then there's an audience right mm-hmm. it's like sure she's objectified but there it feels like she's powerful yeah um, which i think is what's so alluring to us and to women that are yeah. you know into that sort of thing um get with that sort of character like jessica rabbit but for me i'm always just like maybe that's why it, i feel this weird like envy i'm kind of like mm-hmm. What is it like to, I guess my question is, what is it like to sit in an audience and feel like this entire performance is for me? Because I've never felt that genius way. concert. S- but not really, though. Because it's like, it's like you said, it's too intellectual. It's like, yeah. it's like, well, it's all together. Just like, do that. You know? We but it's like, I want to sit down and I want someone to do a sexy song for me. Yes. And for we me did- to be narcissistic enough to be like, she's into me. <laughs> you know? Yeah. What's we that like? It. It's unfair. It's unfair. And I, I also want to I want to be Bob Hoskins and I want to be Jessica Rabbit. Why can't I be both? <laughs> For real. Maybe I, yeah, I, want, <laughs> I want the body of Jessica Rabbit and also the body of Bob Hoskins. Let's be real. <laughs> I love that. But yeah, Jessica Rabbit is an icon. She's amazing. Straight men love her. So it's kind of mm-hmm. funny that we put her in this category because it's like like men to this day still say like, oh my God, bro, like she's like she was like Jessica Rabbit, dude. Like it's like mm-hmm. She the body. It's like, that's a cartoon. I mean, she looks like Megan Thee Stallion. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, straight up. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like it's unreal. And, yeah. but what makes Jessica Rabbit great, and another thing that I guess we kind of missed in the straight section, is I feel like straight people love the whole, like, hot woman with, like, goofy dude thing. Mm-hmm. It's like, he makes me laugh, you know? <laughs> Which I love. I do. I, I love it. it. But it's yeah, also kind of like, ugh, like, of course, like. Okay, Woody Allen, you know? <laughs> it's just, like, a little bit of that energy. Yeah. yeah. But, like, Roger Rabbit, like, he can have her for sure. Like, he deserves her. He's so funny. He's great. He's so cute. All the ways I love thee. So <laughs> cute. Aww. Patty Cake. Uh, she was playing Patty Cake. I think that was a gay moment in this movie. That, like, <laughs> sex in the movie was playing Patty Cake. I know. It's so funny because, like, so much of the movie is, like, telegraphed, like, one to one, like they're alcoholics. Here's a gun. Here's the baby talking about his fifty uh, year old libido and his three year old dick. Like it's very like upfront. And then when they go to talk about sex, it's so coded. Like that's the one coded thing. That is really funny, and that's very, I think, re- like very a good uh, kind of culmination of just like America in general. Mm-hmm. It's like, haha, <laughs> little baby wants to fuck but can't. <laughs> ha! But then we're like, oh, Jessica Rabbit having sex with an old man to like. Save her husband, patty cake. Patty cake. It's got to be yeah. patty cake. It's too much. <laughs> they can't fuck. No, 
It's a children's movie. So it's rated PG. It, it, this should be PG. But I think the reason why it's okay for the little baby to be like that is because the baby's like gross and like smokes a cigar. Like I feel like that's coded. It's like mm. it's like if someone's like outwardly horny in a children's movie, it's always got to be something that's like unworldly gross. Like it's like yeah. this is like a, a a baby that talks with an old man's voice. <laughs> like ew, you know. But right. Jessica Rabbit's like no, we have to protect that. I mean, we'll like whore her out during her song a little bit. But of we're course, not- oh yeah. That slit goes straight up to her hip, baby. Oh, my God. I want to be her. God, me too. Do you think that's the same dress that Reba was wearing in Fancy? It was red velvet trimming and it fit me good. Oh, my God. And it had a slit straight up, clean up to my hip. Why isn't a a rapper, like a female rapper, written a song called Jessica Rabbit yet? Oh, well, there's a really, really bad uh, Sleigh Bells album called Jessica Rabbit. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh sleigh bells. <laughs> oh sleigh bells. I have more albums of theirs on vinyl than you would think. Um, I think the dip is gay. I don't I know what it, it is. I don't know what it is either, but I agree. Like it, my instincts are telling me the dip is gay. Mm-hmm. It's like you could like see it as a metaphor of like you know tunes are gay. You know what I mean? They're like there's a conversion therapy. Yeah, and it feels very like there's you can't kill the spirit of a tune unless you put them in dip. Like it's like the mm-hmm. only way. And it's very like you can't take me down. You won't break my soul. You won't break my soul. <laughs> very that. And it's, it's like very but, that. but the dip is how you would do it. The dip will break your soul. Yeah. Anybody. Absolutely. Yeah, so I think yeah. the dip is gay. And you know it has fun colors. It does. It's green. We love a green. Yeah, late 80s, 90s, they loved green mucus material mm-hmm. being some sort of big part of the movie. Flubber. Love a goo. Flubber. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Swan. I mean, it might be more of a Power Rangers the movie. It was purple. Mm-hmm. But like, same, ener- same energy. Same energy. You know what's a good game is the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers fighting game. Oh, I think it's I had that fun. on the Sega it's- Genesis. It was fun. Oh, there's a new one. Oh, there's a new, new one. Okay, yeah, I thought you were talking about like, some old shit. You're talking about some yeah. new shit. Some new shit. I, Although, have I told you that I'm like obsessed with Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the movie. I mean, it's so good. I watched it on the plane recently. Oh my God, it's so good. My favorite thing about the movie is that each of the Power Rangers will like do like a flip and it's like very like, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the, like the silver one goes. <laughs> I just like obsessed with the fact that like all of them are useless except for him. Like I just think that that is so iconic. <laughs> I also love that the girls constantly need to be saved. Like I'm like, this is misogyny I can get behind because it's camp. Um, and I, <laughs> I am the girl Power Rangers. Like I'm like, yes. I'm like, oh, oh my gosh! I've been got save me. me. <laughs> like, I love it. Oh. I like that the Yellow Rangers' um, eyes on her helmet light up. Oh my god! Well, I also love that they get all rebranded as like uh, prehistoric creatures. Like mm-hmm. nothing is gayer than that to me. No, I love it. I love it. I love that movie. The Power Rangers roll. The Power Rangers um, do roll. Well, speaking of being on a team and fighting with your friends, uh, go to our gay recommendation corner where we recommend something a little gayer than what we just watched. Um, I put in here not Chippendale, the new one, because it's bad. Don't watch it. It's very boring. Um, it's cute for 10 minutes, and then, eh. But it's the interesting because I feel like people really liked it. It's bad. Uh, it's not. It's it's just like, it's like confusing for no reason. Like, for a movie that's for who framed Roger Rabbit, a movie that's all about basically like city planning. And yeah. ha- it's like very easy to follow. Whereas like, there's like too many like plot twists and shit in Chippendale. And it's like, I can't keep up with this shit anymore. I hate it. And I love the lonely Island. I love everything they do, but you're I like an Andy Samberg boy. 
I'm, a, I'm an Andy Stanberg. I stand him. Yeah, I love Andy. Anyone who uh, treats Joanna Newsom with kindness and respect. Um, yeah, it's like she wrote easy about him. Mm-hmm. Amazing. So weird. So, <laughs> I saw some tweet that was like, yeah, uh, Divers is a great album until you realize all of it's about, <laughs> or, or what is it? All of it's about Andy Samberg dying. Oh, is it? I mean, yeah, that's the whole thing about Divers, I mean, that I've it's about like. To divers all the way through. What's up? I've never listened to Divers all the way you through. You never listen to Divers? Divers are so fucking good. What are you talking about? I've never done it. I'm so sorry. What? I just like, I don't know. I just like went through this like phase where like I was like not into Joanna Newsom and then the album came out and I just like never listened to it. Um, okay. The, we got too quiet. Okay. You can't. <laughs> You'll be able to hear it when you. Uh, I can't hear you, but I'm assuming what you're saying is I'm going to go listen to Divers whenever I get off of the podcast. I'm going to go listen to Divers whenever I, I get off of here. <laughs> Perfect. It's very good. Okay. Um, you can listen to American Terrorist, then you can listen to Divers. Uh, but the real recommendation, not a movie, it's not a TV not, show, not, a, TV not show. a Broadway musical. And not a book, because we don't read. We don't read, no. Although I am reading a book right now that I recently found out got turned into a Netflix series, so bye. Uh, it's Kingdom Hearts. Yes! Kingdom fucking Hearts, Girl, they, they've remastered it. If you've got a yeah. PlayStation, go get you a copy. Go, it's You can get it. Uh, one and two and probably three for like 20 bucks. Yeah. Uh, Kingdom Hearts is a video game. Uh, it's a mix between Final Fantasy and Disney. And I mean, it's incredible. I want to sit down with the person that came up with the concept of this game and be like, thank you so much. Because it's <laughs> everything I could have. It is like the gayest game. It might be the gayest game of all time other than X2. It is. It is truly somebody in Japan smoked crack <laughs> and well, went, especially the yeah. plot of the game makes zero yeah, sense it's truly like hunter biden laptop shit like what the fuck is happening like mickey mouse is this sort of like sword well it's not swords they're keyblades like dual mm. keyblade wheeling cloak wearing god it's very like when you saw yoda fight in revenge of the sith it's kind of <laughs> like whoa like yeah, I was you, not like ready for that at all. You want to see Mickey image. Mouse, uh, yeah, with some with some swords fighting like demon ghosts? Oh my god, baby, do we have a game for you? Rules that it's game so rules. Fucking good. The it's first so good. one is perfection. The second one's also very good. The third one's I don't think very good, but it's still worth playing. Yeah, I never played the third one because uh, I heard it was real bad. But yeah, I love it, one and two. Well, the problem with the three is that it just like. I feel like what I loved about one and two is like, I feel like you got to really spend time in each world and get like very like invested in what's going on. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they like, are just like trying to, they like care about the plot in three. And I'm like, girl, no one yeah, knows no. what's going on in this game. Like we, no one already, understands what's happening. No matter how like intelligent you think you are and how smart you think you are and how much you can keep up with plot. You cannot keep up with the plot of Kingdom Hearts. It's like, you know, when you watch Lord of the Rings as a child and you're like, I don't get the difference between Sauron and Saruman. It's kind of like, what the fuck is going on? It's like times t- take that and times it by like fifty, and that's mm-hmm. Kingdom Hearts villains. There's there's dreams within dreams within fake worlds within real worlds within parallel worlds within mirror worlds. It's, yes, and there's like a dark version and a heartless version and a shadow version and, and a nobody like, and a nobody and, a, and like oh girl, 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 it's convoluted. It's con- but you get to be in Alice in Wonderland world mm. and Nightmare Before Christmas world. Oh, the Night Before Christmas one? Oh, that's the I'm best like one. Tron World? As we speak right now. Like, I'm oh, like, bitch. Oh, dream come true for little baby Kirk. Mm hmm. Yes. Ugh, and you get to wear like a little outfit while you're in the world? Yes. It's it has, like different. You have a little uh, fascinator in your hair, a little pumpkin. 
Ugh, so major. Go play Kingdom Hearts. Yes. I love it. We do. Let's wrap we this shit that. up. Yeah, let's wrap it up. Let's wrap this shit up. I gotta go to Target and buy some melatonin. Is this our most chaotic episode since, like, I think so. Royalton and Bombs, where we, like, had a therapy session? I think it is. Yeah. 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 But I love that. I love I that about too. us. Me and too. I love us. I love us, too. Oh. Mwah. Mwah. Mwah, mwah, mwah. Mm. My name is Dylan Garcia. You can find me on Twitter at Dylan Garcia, on Instagram at Garcid, and Letterbox at Garcid. And I'm Kirk Van Sickle, and you can find me on Instagram at Kirk underscore Van Sickle, and you can find me on Letterbox and Twitter at K-R-K-V-N-S-E-K-L-E. Also, follow us at Straight People Movies, S-T-R-8 PPL Movies. We're on Twitter and Instagram and TikTok. And yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's it, baby. We'll see you next week where we talk about a movie we're going to determine off mic. Bye. Bye. <laughs> and now came talk. 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 <laughs>